I want to bring in terror analyst Chris Sampson, who joins me now. Uh, Chris, first of all, your observations on this latest devastating terrorist attack. Well, I have to say that we saw this coming. Uh, those of us who have been paying attention to the story, what we're looking at is that we, many of us in this field have been warning YouTube and Twitter to be more proactive on the rhetoric that you see, uh, you know, that we're under an invasion from immigrants or we have to act now. Uh, if you're someone who watches the channels like Gab, the uh, social media channel used for now pretty much white supremacists, uh, this guy was, uh, you know, a known factor. Um, now, there's thousands of channels that are engaged in this, so it's kind of hard to pinpoint which one is just talking and which one's going to act. But you can see that he's been posting for several days, you know, pictures of his weapons, his the magazines for his guns. And, um, you know, we, we, we can say that we've seen this coming. And so, and a lot of angles to explore on, on that part. But when you sure. look at what's known as sort of the, the deep web or the dark web, and there are things like 4chan, 8chan, which is even a, a deeper, darker forum group, basically for people to sometimes espouse, mm -hmm. you know, um, antisocial views. Mm -hmm. What can be done to stop that, barring, you know, banning these sites, which many say is uh, uh, suppression of freedom of expression? Well, let me make a distinction here. So dark web is an area that requires special browsers in order to see it. This is really what's known as the surface web. It's just it's it maybe not in your, your main foresight like Twitter uh, when it comes to HN, but even on Twitter or YouTube, these these channels are very prolific. And as someone who has personally reported the type of materials we're uh, seeing that this guy has been uh, sharing, Twitter, for instance, has been very lax on the job. I get notifications on a regular basis to say no violation found with rhetoric that's exactly like this man's been posting. So moving to 8chan, for instance, these are the more extreme corners of the Internet, but still in public view where you can see this, ch this chat on a regular basis. You can see anti-Jewish material, anti-immigrant material, anti-African-American material uh, any day of the week. But when it comes to freedom of speech, and, you know, for instance, in the United States, there's a very, very low line about what is considered illegal. If you're not threatening somebody uh, and you're just a racist, that's seen as permissible. Whereas in the UK, for instance, that can get you in a big leap of trouble because the rules are different. So every country has their own standard. Let's try, if we can, um, to understand the, the psychology of this and why okay. attackers like this particular suspect sometimes give their reasons publicly. Uh, mm -hmm. He streamed mm -hmm. this live as it was happening. He wrote allegedly a manifesto that pretty much outlined this. Mm -hmm. He wrote on his clips names of former terrorist attackers. Mm -hmm. uh, what's the psychology behind that? Notoriety? Is that what he's looking for? It could be a sense of notoriety, but let's let's go into what's motivating him. If you just read the materials as is, and, and this is actually an unusual manifesto in the fact that he sort of did a Q&A with himself about why he's doing this, why he's choosing these targets, why he's choosing this location. Um, he is one of the many people who have been convinced that the white people of his area, whether it's in New Zealand or Canada or the United States, are under attack by they, in this case, immigrants or Muslim immigrants. Uh, he was very you know, explicit about who he thought he was under attack by. For instance, what I found kind of peculiar is that he said, you know, Muslims in their own homelands, no problem with them. Jewish people in their own homelands, no problem. But if you come to where he's at, you're, you're essentially 
a threat to him. Now, this is a psychology that's been tapped for quite a while by white supremacist leaders who are uh, sharing this message. And I want to very specifically note that the United States president has been uh, really riding the wave of this with his build the wall mentality and that there's a terroristic threat on the border of the United States, which is really undermined by the data. Uh, you know, immigration has been part of American history for quite a while. But when you have uh, him saying that he looks at Donald Trump as a symbol, mm -hmm. uh, even though he says he doesn't appreciate him as a leader, per se, he sees him as a symbol. When you see him turning to Candace Owens yeah. and saying that she is uh, radicalizing him by her rhetoric, then we know what they're feeding on. And that is very important when it comes to what we do. Chris, we are flat out of time, but I just want to ask you about concerns okay, regarding please. copycats, copycats now. That's very important. Uh, this is probably the most important question. So uh, we already saw this with Robert Bowers at the Senegon shooting in Tree of Life in Pittsburgh. Uh, he said, I'm going in, I'm going to be doing this for the team. And the rhetoric of this man's manifesto is just like this. So yes, law enforcement needs to be far more diligent on the posts that they see that mirror this kind of behavior and, and be more proactive at examining those who start uh, posting images of weapons uh, or claims that they may uh, have to act. Terror analyst Chris Sampson, we do appreciate your analysis. Always, as always, always glad to be with you. Okay. Always glad to be with you. Thank you.